Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. Here, I have a special guest, Cinco. What's going on? Love Island and newly the Challenge USA. How you doing, my brother? Doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I'm blessed. I'm living. I'm breathing. I got another 24. And so it's another day to make the most of everything. And yeah, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing, um, I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm doing good. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, to think about it. He's a hold on. Am I, I doing had, all right? No, I just had a, last week it was just like, I'm just coming off a mental break. Like, I was just like really mentally down, but I'm doing actually better. You know, I'm doing a little better. I'm not going to say I'm 100%, but I'm like, you know, 60% better, you know? But, uh, that's good. That's good. Hey, it takes time. It takes yeah. time to get there. So let's get into this conversation. So when my guests come around, I like to ask this question. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to start with this question because um, nobody asks this question to nobody. So my first question for you is, how's your mental health? Yo, honestly, my mental health has actually been pretty decent. You know what I mean? yeah. Pretty decent. Um, I feel like for me, what helps with my mental health is just having some, one thing to focus on, one thing that I love to focus on. And obviously, everybody knows it's, it's the gym. You know what I mean? It's athletics. It's, it's sports. It's uh, my business. And yeah, that's been it's been doing pretty good for me. So, you know, what I mean, as long as it's doing good, uh, all my bad days are not even that bad. Could always have something that help me pick me up. And, you know, what I mean, I could rely on as like a, you know, what I'm saying not like as a yeah. crutch, but like as, a, as you know, what I mean, something like that. Yeah, um, I like to ask that question all the time because a lot of people always ask, you know, how are you? You know, so you can ask somebody how are how are they doing, and they can say okay, but still struggling mentally. So I think that's like needs to be asked more often, you know, just to, yeah, you know, definitely. make sure people mental health, you know, like mental health is like, you know, suicide is like going to lead, lead and causes death in the world. You know, we got to check up on people, check on our people, make sure everybody's doing so guys that's listening, you know, guys, girls, whoever's listening, you know, make sure you ask people, how's their mental health? That's like an important question that needs to be asked more. Right. Definitely. People say, how are you? And don't even really care about how you really doing for real. You know what I mean, they just yeah. say just for just for pleasantries and all that. So yeah, actually really taking a dive into how people are actually doing. You know, what I'm saying like you said, asking about the mental health and genuinely yeah. caring about how they are doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, my next question for you: Growing up, was it okay not to be okay growing up? <laughs> growing up, uh, I think so. I mean, honestly, as a black man, like growing up, and I was mostly raised. Um, like split, I split households growing up. So I was with my mom a little bit portion of my life, with my dad most of my life, um, and it was different in, in both households. You know, my mom was more uh, was into our emotions, cared about our emotions. You know, what I mean, more free spirit. My dad, we were really just not that he didn't care, it was just something that we didn't really talk about as much. You know, what I mean, um, and so it, it might have been okay, maybe if I would have went to him, but he never really expressed to me his feelings, so I never really knew how to express. You know what I'm saying? My feelings to him. So it's literally just like, yo, like, we'll tough it out. You'll get through it. You know what I mean? It's not really a conversation there or an expression there. 
So I feel like that's something that I work on even to this day, you know what I mean? Being able to express my emotions. I can express how I feel at the time, you know what I'm saying, or how I feel about something specific, but like internal emotions is kind of hard. I feel like for, for a lot of black men in general, it's hard for us, but. Yeah. Um, growing up. Yeah. You know, especially in the black households, you know, everybody has a different story, you know, everybody out there listening, everybody has a different story. I know, you know, in the black households kind of different, but you know, you retort to, you know, whatever goes on keep it in the house, you know, <laughs> you can't bring it outside. That's how I was taught, brought up. Um, the next question for you, um, you talk about you love your fitness, right? I know you work out. I know you're a personal trainer. Um, what, like, how important is fitness in mental health together, you know? Yeah, can you, can you hear me? I feel like my internet's kind of kept. Kind of yeah, I can, I can hear you. Oh, it's like, I think it's going in and out. I don't know if it's the microphone, but it's like going in and out. I can hear you, though. Yeah, you hear me now? Um, yeah, so for me, I feel like fitness is uh, a big keystone, not just in me for my life, but for a lot of people in their mental life or mental health. Um, for me, it just helps in a lot of ways. Uh, honestly, just being physically fit kind of helps with my mental health too, not having to worry about, uh, like, you know what I'm saying, just illnesses and keeping your body right, stuff like that. I just release a lot of stress there. Um, doing actual deed of actually working out release stress for me too. Um, I mean, everybody has their different outlet how they leave stress. For for me, I feel like it's important for everybody to find that outlet to um, kind of release. You know what I mean, find their uh, 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 there's then you know find their their stress reliever. Uh, and it's not just about going to the gym, man. Like being there by yourself, you just get the thing clear minded and. Uh, lifting some weight and straining a little bit and just getting your frustrations out. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just love it. You kind of get addicted to it. Um, yeah, for me in my personal life, it's kind of helped a lot, uh, especially um, I used to play football. You know what I mean? I played yeah. football for University of Minnesota. I had a chance to play for the league. Um, and injuries, injuries killed me. So that transition from, from being a professional football player to not being able to play at all, mentally it just killed me so one thing for me personally is mental i mean uh for my mental health is uh was training that's the one thing that i could do that kind of tied my life back into being athletic back into sports back into personal training back into uh being a professional athlete and, and yeah like it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people to find that but for me that's what it was it's just outlet yeah um mental health oh, sorry, fitness fitness is definitely good you know I know when I was working out, um, like it really helped me with depression. Every time I was depressed, I was just telling my therapist every day when I was working out. Every time I was depressed, I would go work out, and I was good. You know, it was like my, you know, you know, people take medication, but it was like a medication for me just go to the gym, work out, and I was good. Um, next question for you, um, you know, you are a reality star, right? And I feel like I love doing these um, mental health check-ins, especially with reality stars, because, you know, I feel like some people, some shows that you people may go on, I feel like they may need, like, a, reality, a mental health check after they're done. So I'm going to ask you, like, how was your mental health before and after reality reality TV? Um, <laughs> no, it's just funny you said reality star. I don't even, I don't even claim it. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> claim it. You was like, reality star? I'm like, what? Like, who? Like, I ain't nobody. I just be training. That's all. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. Before, 
before, honestly, um, like I said, it was it was gradually getting better before um, TV, just because of I was getting over sports. You know what I mean? That was my first love. Uh, getting over football was hard for me, but when I finally got to it and finally found my purpose after football, it was getting a lot better. You know what I mean? Uh, before going on reality TV, it was pretty good. I'll give it if I rate it out of ten, I'll give it like an eight and a half, nine. You know what I mean? I was still working towards what I was going to do career path wise. Uh, obviously, I knew I wanted to be a trainer. Um, but it was just getting that started up and me and my boys starting this business and, um, you know what I'm saying, having it just grow and it was getting better and better. So I was like, yo, like that was my start, but I still needed to wholly vision my end goal of that. You know what I mean? Um, so it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. After the TV, um, it's funny because I went into Love Island. I didn't really have a, a prerequisite. I didn't really watch the show beforehand, so I didn't know what I was going to. I was just in there open-minded. I was like, hey, look. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Make the most of it. If you find somebody, do that. You know what I'm saying? Give it a a, a good shot and you know, be open-minded to everything that happens in there. Um, so yeah. when I came out, I honestly, I was I was still good. You know what I mean? I, the main thing that I said before going in there is not to have regrets doing it. You know what I'm saying? Take the experience like head on and, yeah. and do everything with, it, with no regrets. And I feel like I did that. So my mental space was still good. I was still at like an eight and a half, nine. Um, and yeah, like from there, I'll, I, I actually, I've been pretty good. I mean, ups and downs with family, you know what I mean? Uh, you know how life goes, have family yeah. pass away, uh, just struggles with like with my family and stuff, not to get too deep in it. But yeah, man, other than that, it's, it's been, it's been pretty good. It's been decent. Yeah. Um, so you talk about grief, right? Um, my next question for you, because, you know, I can talk about this too. Um, how does grief affect your mental health because I lost my mom in 2019 and liver cancer and then nine months later lost my sister so I know like grief can definitely like uh, mess up your mental health so I'm gonna ask you that same no, question oh. yeah no for me uh, first off condolences to, to your family yes. and your sister I know that was that was hard condolences for that um but yeah no uh grief is hard man Grief is definitely hard because this is something that you know it's going to happen. We live to die. You know what I mean? And you hate to see your family members die and, and friends and stuff like that. But it's something that yeah. we do have to deal with, prepare for mentally. And some people are just less prepared than others mentally. And it hurts, especially like um, I remember when I got off of Love Island and um, uh, I was with one of my homeboys on New Year's and uh, I got to see him. Everything was cool. Uh he lived in North Carolina and it was dope. And it was crazy because he came came back to my house a couple of weeks later. He left, went back to North yeah. Carolina, and he died literally the next day. Oh wow. The next, he just left my house on a Tuesday, drove back to North Carolina uh, on a Monday, died on Tuesday. And it was crazy because you were literally I just I just saw him. You know what I mean? I was just yeah. with him. I just experienced stuff yeah. he was in he was in my crib dancing, like and um yeah, for that that grief towards that was just like yo like that's that's just crazy how quick people can be gone, and I feel like the main thing towards grief is kind of like also like remembering their memory, remembering yeah. the memory of you and the good times you had of them to help at you with your mindset, and also remember like how much they care for you and what they want you to do and continue in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just because theirs over, they still will want the best for you to live out your life to the fullest, and that's something I remember. Uh, with all the people, my, my aunt had passed away recently. Um, 
another one of my aunts actually passes away, passed away a couple of weeks ago. And it's um, a lot. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. But, uh, what helps, what helps is that like, remembering like they want the best for you and that you still have a life to live too, but you just live it through their memory. You know what I mean? Live it through the best of what they want for you. So yeah, it sucks though. Everybody has their own way of grieving and trying yeah. to get over. Yeah, man. Yeah, like he said, guys. Like everybody has their own way of grieving. Grief look different. It looks different for everybody. It looks very different. You know, make sure you yeah. you find trying to find a grief counselor, think therapist, right. or something. You know, don't you know, stay in your thoughts by yourself. You know, make sure you got some people around you. Yeah. And next se- section we're about to get into. Before I get into it, I just want to say, um, if anybody out there is struggling like with suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation. Um, there is a suicide prevention lifeline, and the new number is nine. All you have to do is dial nine eight eight, which is dope. Short number, not a long number no more. Just dial nine eight, guys. If you are struggling, so my next question for you: Have you ever dealt with any um, deep depression as thoughts of suicide? If you didn't, do you know anybody that has? Um, me personally, I feel like I've been uh in states to where i've been super sad and depressed about things but uh mentally i was able to to not have to get too deep in the dark hole to, you know what i mean yeah. to get to that level which blesses to god that i never got to that that point but um i do have a good friend of mine uh, a really good friend of mine i went to school with and it was pretty recent to where he um he has some things going on with him his mental health to where that it was a lot of life things that was going on with him and mentally he just felt checked out, you know, um, actually attempted, attempted killing himself. And it was hard because, um, I feel like for him, he just wanted, he was in an area that he was new to. He didn't really have the support that he usually has. Um, and I don't know, it was just mentally like, you know, everybody gets busy. And stuff like that. Yeah. Not to make an excuse, you know. You always want to check on your loved ones and your friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and yeah, I felt like it was just in a space to where like he felt like he didn't have anybody, and uh, yeah. I feel so bad for that now because I wish that he. I literally didn't know. Honestly, it was a lot of things that was going on with my life and these shows and all this stuff. And yeah. um, he he was so dope because he understood that, but at the same time, I didn't know what he was going through mentally. Yeah. And um. Yeah, it sucks. So that's why it's important to check on the ones you love, like check on your family, yeah. um, make sure everything's okay. Uh, you never know what they're going through, what people are going through, even people in the street. When we had, when yeah. uh, Talik asked earlier, he was like, yo, like, how's your mental health? It's actually good to ask people that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you never know what people are going through. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, no, I've had her experience with a friend. And, uh, and yeah, now I, I'm more aware of other people, yeah. especially of him, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I lost um, my friend Tyler. He lost his fiance, and then I lost a friend to suicide. My friend Dante, and I think it was the first. Like, I it was crazy. I just saw him like a month ago, and I was in Buffalo. Always one of my friends, and he was in there, and you know he was doing good. You know he was a openly gay cop in Philly. That's where I live from, Philly. He was respected, mm-hmm. you know, he did a lot of like outreach stuff for like homeless gay sh- children and everything. And he had like, I wouldn't say the perfect life, but you seemed like everything was going. He proposed to his fiance at this huge event and gay pride and his landing in Philly. And 
he took his life. You know, he was a cop. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I think that's one of the first friends that I just, like, literally just cried. I just couldn't believe it. That was somebody that, when I was in the dark, he saved my life and everything, you know, talked me out of it. So, um, then, you know, I recently just lost a friend to suicide. And then, like, I wasn't going to share this, but, like, um, recently, like, I was completing suicide, too, because, um, so I'm like, I'm a child, the viewers know, um, survivor of childhood sexual abuse. You know, I was messed up by two of my cousins. Um, I have trust issues, like, with men. So I tried to go to a beach trip with two of my friends. Like, I'm, they're cool people. My brother's cool people. And mm-hmm. I get triggered. So I was, like, real standoffish on that beach trip. I wasn't talking. I had to tear my chair. I had my sunglasses. I don't even wear sunglasses all day. I had sunglasses <laughs> on all day. I was at Dewey Beach. had sunglasses on. And I was, like, couldn't get out of my mind. I couldn't get out of my head. And I was so angry and pissed off. And the next day, I felt bad, and then it turned from feeling bad into just like I don't want to be here no more. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm, that's why when you ask me like how am I doing, I had to think about. It. I was like, um, yeah. I'm still yeah. recovering from what happened, you know. But like I, I'm trying to, you know, do better and get help, guys. If you out there struggling, there's plenty of resources out there. You know, I um, am a certified group facilitator for NAMI, as national organization. I guess um, mental health, you know, make sure you guys um, Nami Buc- visit us at namibuckspa.org. You know, I run free, it's free support groups, you know, that's free. Everybody like free. <laughs> you know, it doesn't replace yeah. therapy. It doesn't replace therapy. We're not mental professionals, but there's different groups. You know, I co-facilitate a Black Minds Matter group, grief, a grief group, you know, um, a men's group, anxiety and depression, um, a coping skills group, you know, make sure you guys you know, there's plenty of resources out there. If you guys need some, hit me up. Mm-hmm. But um, suicide is not the answer, you know. I say that all the time, but sometimes I feel like a hypocrite, but it's definitely not the answer, you know. My it's friend, not a hypocrite, man. Yeah. It's not a hypocrite. Like like you said, like everything, yeah. everybody has, has something that they go through yeah. in life. And, you know, God has a plan for everything. You went through that so you can talk your, your story into other people and be like, yo, I went through this and I, I know exactly how you feel. You know what I mean? I've been through this. I know where you're feeling. And I've been to this dark hole, but you, you came out of it. And you can help yeah. other people get up out of their holes, too. You know what I mean? So it's not really a hypocrite. You just had to go through yeah. your story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. That is true. I just wanted to share that because I'm like, I try to keep it. I keep it real all the time. So I just wanted to share that, you know, let people know. Just because I'm doing these mental health check-ins, sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I'm going through it. Nobody would ever know. But, you know, just got to say that. Um, my next question for you. Um, what do you say about stigma, right? You know, it's a, it's a stigma about mental health. but it, it's definitely a stigma with men, you know, we can't be weak, <laughs> we can't be crying, we can't do this, we can't have emotions. What do you say about stigma? Yeah, no, uh, I'll say these stigmas are really detrimental to men, let alone, like, black men, you know, in our yeah. community. Uh, it's, it's one thing to, to, um, to, like, say these stigmas, but to perpetuate them and keep them going through generations and it's, it's not it's not good, especially for our younger kids that we got to get them out of here. It's, it's important to be self and emotionally aware and emotionally expressive. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because it's a lot that goes on in this world and there's a lot that people go through in this world. And sometimes people want to let go or release and, and share things with people just to get things off their own head and help them feel better. But if they don't have that or they don't feel comfortable enough to and they're raised that they're not allowed to, especially young black men, um, 
it's not good. It's you know what I mean. People they they create um I can't I can't even think of the word, but they, I mean create bad habits and it's detrimental to them later in their life when they have to where somebody needs them to be emotionally expressive. Somebody needs them um to be them for them and they they don't know how. You know what I mean? So uh stigmas like that, especially in our community, especially with black men, is is we need to learn how to unperpetuate that cycle. I mean, learn that it's cool to be expressive about your emotions. It's cool to uh, let people know how you feel. It's cool not to be good. You know, it's okay to not be okay. You know what I mean, it's, you're not going to be good 100 percent of the time out here. It's life, and you got to go through these things in life. You know I mean, so uh, yeah, man, these stigmas are very hurtful. But I think the main thing right now is to yeah. unperpetuate that cycle, especially in our black community as, as black men. Yeah. Yeah, my my brothers out there, you know, black men and men in general, you know, speak up, you know, um, don't suffer right. silence. You know, it's a lot of like the death. It's crazy because like the death of like like suicide rate and men is getting higher and higher. Man, right. it, it breaks my heart sometimes. Like even like kids are like it, like this. This this little boy um, named Drake, thirteen um, year old white kid was being bullied and killed yourself, man. Like, I never cried. I don't even know this person. And I was in a support group, you know, for Nami, and I was crying because everybody was I'm like, damn, like, how can a 13-year-old know to do that? Like, that breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. uh, Even one of my young cousins, he's like 10 years old. He was talking about it. And I was so scared. I was like, yo, first off, how do you know that? Second off, you haven't even lived life to where you, like, yeah. to know that you want to end it you know what i mean like you only 10 11 years old talking about some i want to die and i don't want to be yeah. here and i'm like that's this is scary yo it's, it's scary you yeah. um, know no that just reminded me of that bro i was like yo like when i heard him say that at a young age i can only imagine yeah. for that's why i could tell you like the emotions when you hear a story like that it's like that's, yeah. that's crazy you know i mean yeah that, that story like man i'll tell you when it just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I was, like, not okay that whole day. And it, it was just crazy. Um, my next question for you, um, how do you feel about therapy? How do I feel about therapy? I think yeah. therapy is important. Uh, I'm going to feel like a hypocrite right now because <laughs> I'm not really, I I do not have a therapist. I've not gone to therapy in, in a long time. Um, I used to go when I was little, but I stopped. I feel like therapy actually can come in multiple ways too. Um, not just clinical and actually going to see a psychologist and all that. Like, yeah, yeah like you can, but also therapy could actually come from your community. You know what I mean? Your family, your friends, like, uh, I feel like therapy is actually like, could just be the release or, or talking to somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. The true definition of therapy. And, um, yeah, it is important if you don't have that outlet, if you don't have people to talk to, there are these people that Talik was telling us that you can go talk to and go seek help and go talk to these therapists. Yeah. And, but um, therapy could come from not just only a therapist. If you don't feel comfortable doing that or you don't have the money, there are other outlets. Uh, what you said, like the 988 and community groups yeah. and stuff like that you can go to, which is important. I feel like therapy is important in, in general. You know what I mean? But I feel like this is such... A bad stigma about that too. We're talking about stigmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like definitely is. <laughs> yeah. I go to a therapist, or I'm crazy, or I don't need to go, or it yeah. costs too much and all that stuff. It's like it's not all true. There is affordable places too. Like some insurances will pay for therapy for, for yeah. black people too. For people too. And so. there's organizations there's organizations out there too. Like I think Black Men Hill, I don't know if you follow that page on Instagram, Black Men Hill, they 
I think I saw something online where it was helping people try to provide free therapy or low cost therapy and stuff like that. There's resources out there. Um, guys, you just gotta look out. You know, there's resources out there. Yeah, but it's also important to like to to spread that there are resources because a lot of people don't know too. You know I mean, like honestly, I didn't I didn't know about uh the, the nine eight eight thing. Honestly, <laughs> before you said it, I was like, I didn't know that was a new number that they call. Usually, it's some one eight hundred number. Don't yeah, they just they just changed it. You know I mean? They they just changed okay. it. Like they said, yeah. So but that's the good that you spread. Yeah, so sometimes it's ignorance too. Not even our fault, but we still gotta yeah. we gotta spread this information because you never know who's gonna need it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my next question for you, Anna. Um, what can you tell somebody? I mean, ah, why? What can you tell people? Why is it important to put their mental health first? You know, a lot of people, you know, are they won't put their stuff first. You know, me included, guys. But they won't put their mental health first. They'll put everybody else first, and then they'll feel like you know drain you know <laughs> so like why is it important i feel like see if you feel like you like me man you're you're good when everybody else around you good. You, you put yourself out there so much to help other people to where sometimes you forget to even worry about yourself you know what i mean um my mom was always trying to tell me like yourself come first it's god than you than everybody else you know what i mean you're not gonna be able to fill anybody else's cup if you're if you're running dry you know what i mean and so uh, that's why it's important to have your mental health because if you spread yourself too thin, you're not gonna be able to take on these tasks and helping other people like yeah. you want to. You know, what I mean, you gotta make sure that you're good within yourself first yeah. before you can help anybody else. Um, yeah, so that's that's what's important. You can't help the people that you really want to the way you want to if you know you don't take care of yourself. Or that's in anything mental, yeah. mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. You know what I mean, like capitally, money. Like you can't take care of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Unless you take care of yourself first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to end this off, right, I would like to ask you, like, what is next for you, man? What do you got going on? Man, man, literally, I'm just grinding on this business, man. This fitness thing is like, it's, it's literally like become a passion of mine. Not become a passion, it's always been a passion of mine. But now, like, I'm taking a new direction, have my own gym and trying to find uh, new spaces, and I'm really trying to create a the tough fitness empire, you know what I mean? Like, have a whole yeah. building and, and everything, so that's literally my goal now. Um, TV shows and all that stuff, the challenge was super dope. I enjoyed all the challenges. Yeah. Awesome. You know me, anybody who watches me on Instagram and all this crazy stuff I do, like, I like challenging myself physically, you know what I mean? My body yeah. physically. Especially now, I'm 26, but like, I'm not gonna have this body for a long time. You know what I mean? I wanna make the most of it. You know what I mean? I wanna I wanna do crazy stuff. I wanna like be able to be like, yeah, I jumped all the way up here and not just lift all this weight, you know what I mean, but able yeah. to be physically functional and um, you know what I mean, and help others get to that too. That's that's my passion. It's like I love like so me and my personality, like personally, I like training athletes. Um yeah. I like seeing little kids and stuff and seeing the progression of people even getting better. Uh like there's one kid I train. We do ladders almost every day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we're doing footwork, ladders, agility every day. And so seeing the progression of him, like, oh, not even being able to do it, stumbling. And then, like, next week, oh, he's kind of getting it. Next week, he's like, okay, I got a little rhythm down. And, like, three weeks later, he's doing it like it's, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, seeing that progression in people, and even the smallest things is dope. For you know what I mean? It's self-fulfilling. Yeah. Which also helps my mental health, finding a passion. You know what I mean? But, um, so yeah, that's what's next to me, man. Like trying to figure out, build this business, 
Uh, figure out what I'm going to do next for that. TV comes. Hey, look, the challenge, I'm always ready. Challenge me. What's up? Uh, MTV challenge, USA challenge, challenge. Yeah, all, it don't all matter. Time. You know what I'm saying? All that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm living. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying my life. And I'm just trying to find the happiness in my passion and what I like to do. And that's, that's training. Yeah, um, you know it's crazy. I got an idea. I think that it should be a TV, a TV reality show, right? With people, trainers like you, you know, whoever's trainers, you know, they come on the show and they get somebody that needs to lose weight, and it should be a competition. You know, whoever gets trainer, they first lose the most weight. You know, when cash prize. That would be dope. I think that yeah, they had some you know like the biggest loser and all that, but yeah, they need something to do trainers. like re- reboot or something like that with trainers. You know, y'all work together. Hey that man, you shouldn't have said we should have talked about this outside the podcast. We could you know copyright some stuff, put some stuff together. Like that's <laughs> oh, a good idea. <laughs> no, that's dope for real. Yeah, um, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. Talking about mental health. Thank you for. Sure I'm honored, man. You know, I know you said you're not a reality star. You're just a regular person trainer. But I really honor for you coming over here. I always love talking about mental health and everything. Right, man. No, it's super important. And like I appreciate what you're doing here too, spreading the word, making this podcast about something that's like super detrimental, yeah. not even just in the community in general, but in the black community. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Hey man, yo, keep spreading this, keep doing your thing. I appreciate you having me on here for real. No problem, bro.